You're listening to The Real Reese. Welcome to my podcast, The Real Reese. My name is Reese, and I'll be your host throughout every single one of these episodes. And today, I'm here with a very good friend of mine, my editor, my co-writer, my savior for my project, um, Victor. Would you like to in- introduce yourself, Vic? Uh, yeah. Uh, my name's Victor. It's not my name, but it's what you can call me. It's the handle that I use to start writing. Yes, yeah. All righty. Um, so, Vic, you know, we've been working together since, what, like 20... 20, late 2021, early. Wait, yeah. no. Yes, yeah, I think it was late 2020, something right there. I can't remember. It's been a, it's been a long time though. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been working on this project since 2019, my senior year. I remember I was writing it during the first semester of my, my, uh, my senior year, and I just, it's so, so big and expansive, you know. And I, mm-hmm. I can't do it alone. I'm more of like a, a screenwriter, and I tried my, my versions of doing it by myself, and you see how they turned out. So. <laughs> <laughs> um so how's it been for you working on this you know you got way more experience being an author than i did well i started writing or ghostwriting or assisting with writing and getting everything done professionally uh, just around that same time as well i've been you know writing as a hobby for a while but mm. you know you, you caught me pretty early on as i was just starting uh, pretty early in the career so you know learning the ins and outs and what to do and what not to do has also been part of what i was working with got you got you got you so when you, so you was writing as a hobby, what, what were your genres of writing when you was first starting out? What did you like, what, would you, what were you drawn to as a writer when you was just writing, you know, before it was a job? It's all been about uh, fantasy for me. I, I like to go a little bit of sci-fi as well, but, you know, to get really good sci-fi, you kind of need to do a little bit of research into what you want to get done. Like mm. for, for a lot of the recent stuff I've been doing, it involved like quite a bit of like quantum mechanics stuff like that. So digging into fantasy is something that you know was really not so much easier, I would say, but it's a lot more you can do to make up on your own instead of you know learning all these new principles and everything. Right, and that that makes a lot of sense. I mm-hmm. I've always heard that fantasy is no easier to write. And my when I'm writing the the TV version, I'm leaning more towards fantasy now because yeah, you have to get it's a lot of rules to sci-fi, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And quite frankly, I'm a bit lazy when it comes to trying to research, especially when it comes to time and this all these other big. It's so easy to pick apart sci-fi, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And with fantasy, you just have your own rule set that you can come up with. And I'm glad that we're leaning more towards that route now. A lot, <laughs> lot less to think about. A lot, it's a lot less stressful. I would say. Yeah, yeah there's, uh, <laughs> you know, there's this obviously going to be a bit of like a cross section between the two, but. With fantasy, it's always been more your rules that you decide rather than figuring out everything else's. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, do you um? So, what's your um <clears throat> your kryptonite when it comes to writing? What what is something that you just you either don't like to write or that you just feel like you? I'm not gonna say can't because we all can do anything when we really try. But what's something that you just are not a fan of as far as writing goes? Um. Well, the interesting thing about, you know, working with other people and assisting with their works, it's mm-hmm. kind of given me a lot of insight into things that I am comfortable with and I'm not, things that I lean more towards. So I think what I do best is more along the lines of, it's a, it's a weird mix of lighthearted fantasy and outright psychological horror. Oh, that's yeah. cool. That's interesting. I like that. 
Yeah, those are my those are my top two favorites. The things that I would say, hmm, I've never actually encountered something I was really not a fan of, Ryan. Because you know, I do like assisting people and seeing what they can come up with and helping them get exactly what they want out of it. All right. But yeah, everyone... psychological horror. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, that was an interesting one, but yeah, I bet. <laughs> I think when we first met, you know, I shared some of my short stories, and I always out for horror in all kinds of mediums. You know, when I was mm-hmm. when I was a writer, like writing a lot, a lot, it was always horror. So I didn't know you oh, did yeah. that. I need to check out some of your um your horror works if you have any that you can share right now. That would be something to read. I'll see, I'll see what I can do. Yeah, gotcha, sure, gotcha, for sure. Um, so. Is there any authors that you take a well? Of course, there is. But what what are the authors that you take a lot of inspiration from? You know, in whatever genre that you prefer, it doesn't matter. Um, it's been really interesting because I lean more towards uh, nonfiction and reading stuff like that. But right now, my favorite author is a it's a Chris Fox. He's he's put out a lot of how to write not books. You know, some self help. Interesting. I didn't know you like you re- read nonfiction a lot. That's something that I stay away from. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, I did have a um, when I first started screenwriting. I did. I read Save the Cat, and that's like a big, big how to screenwrite kind of guy. And we even studied that in film school. Like that was our main like textbook sort of. So they they come in handy for sure. Oh yeah. I think the first one that I ever got into was called um, 5,000 Words a Day, which is supposed to be like a, a series of exercises to help you up your word count per day. So oh, okay. Up, yeah. I think he, he was pumping out 5,000 an hour. I was maybe doing 5,000 on a good day, but you know, right. progress. Man, 5,000 a Jesus. 5,000 hours is insane, bro. Honestly, I don't even think, even if I was like typing something that I'm looking at, like right in front of me, I cannot do that shit. That's a lot of typing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so do you have anything that you have released yet? Is there anything that we can read by under your, your handle or your real name or anything? Do you have anything out yet? Oh, not yet. No, I mean, I started uh, doing this thing, putting out these services, mostly just as a way to prove to myself that something that I write can sell. This has been sort of like the, the trial period. But gotcha. now that's been a little bit more successful, I can start putting out my own work. Okay. Yeah. I know you, well, I don't know you want to share that, but you told me a little bit about what you're working on. Are you still, that's something you're still working on or are you just kind of helping other people right now? Oh yeah, I'm, I am working on my own projects as well. One mostly in the works. You know, it's been off and on these last couple of months, but and I'm pushing towards it. It's harder to work on my own stuff because when you know when you right. write for yourself, you always second guess every single chapter, Man. every single word you do. Yeah, that that's exactly why I had to reach out to you because I do. I I finished Echo Dreams at least three times before yeah. I contacted you, and then I finished it after contacting you. And I just I I'm I'm too much of my own credit, you know. Yeah, this is it's crazy. <laughs> always find something to redo and always think that it could be better. It could Man, be perfect. I, bro, I legit scrapped the whole thing. The one that I sent you that last time, I, yeah. the one that we're kind of like using as a base now, that was a whole like rewrite. I finished <laughs> before. I legit finished the whole novel. It was like close to like, you know, getting ready to put it out. And then I don't know what happened, but I just said, nah, no way. 
No yeah. way am I putting this out. <laughs> um, so, uh, do you in in my book and Echo Dreams, the novel that we've been working on? Mm-hmm. I uh, this is always a question I like to ask writers because for me, it's a non-factor. But do you do your characters' names have any kind of significance, or do you just kind of like I use a random name generator most of the time? So is that something you do too, or do you just do your characters have some kind of does does their name have some kind of meaning to you, or do you just randomly just pick? Yeah, for for some of the characters, for ones that I don't really have any deep interest towards, it is a, a random name characters. But some that I that I form an like I don't want to say emotional connection, but ones that I attach a lot of meaning to, I do tend to sit around and try and pick up that perfect name for them. Got you. So did you um. Did we? Did you introduce a character in, in Echo, or did was was out of one that kind of just? No, you introduced um, uh, Tina, Tina right? Tina, yeah. Was there anything that you uh? Was it just like a name you picked, or did that have um? It was. It was a weird. I was sitting there one day and I was thinking, I need a name for this character. <laughs> I, I don't want it to be threatening, but I want to make people go, "Wow, I didn't know that name could be threatening." Gotcha. That makes yeah. sense. Tina's a good name for that. You're right. Yeah. Good job. Good job. <laughs> um, and the idea that we came up with that last time and like our last like actual big meeting because we don't we haven't been doing that lately. You know, everybody's been busy and COVID and you know yeah. everything. But that last time we met and we came up with the uh, the um, the in real life portions basically. Yeah, that, that's such a cool idea. I can't wait to start working on that. Um, Oh, I read through our messages again, and I, I realized that I was the one that you're right. I was the one that was um, going to handle that part. So um, I will try my best to get that. I still need to make that outline for you. I don't think I ever sent it, and now I have to remake it completely because <laughs> my damn Windows reset and I lost everything. <laughs> yeah. um, I think I sent you a link to one outline that I was working on. It's a quick little thing I threw together to, for the real life portion as well. Oh okay. Oh, the yeah. last one. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. Got you. Got you. Got you. Mm-hmm. Got you. Um, <clears throat> so when you do, you have any favorite like childhood books? What 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 drew you in as a as a kid? I know now you say you read nonfiction to kind of hone your craft a little bit, but when you were a kid and wanted to get lost in a good book or what have you, what what was your go to back then? Uh, the one I can remember most vividly is pretty much of the most popular Harry Potter ones. And then there was mm-hmm. the how the old series of books, something like that. What were they? Whirlwind on went on Wednesdays or Revolutions on on Thursdays or have you heard of those types of books? I have not. I don't think maybe if I see like the the titles or see the the, the cover pages, maybe, but I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, they were they were pretty old books, I think, by my standards at the very least, where it was you know a bunch of kids working on you know, a thing a week type of deal where they had to go through an entirely new crisis every single book. Okay. Was, yeah. So kind of like, you know. um, what is those book series called? Like the Magic Treehouse type of thing? New Adventure every book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, is it, was it kid-oriented or was it like for adults? Oh, very much kid-oriented, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. <clears throat> I don't remember those. I have to see if I can, if I do, maybe it was at a school library or something when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when you're um when you're working with other people and helping them on their projects, do you how how comfortable do you feel being like 
more original and adding your own ideas to things or do you do you just want to deliver what you know whatever the people ask you to do you like challenge their decision decisions sometime and kind of you know um do, do you just go along with what they say or do you like challenge them sometimes and try to put in what you think is best oh well, I mean, I think I'm at a pretty fortunate position where that hasn't happened to me yet. Every suggestion that they've made has always been something where I sat back and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that does sound pretty interesting. I would like to assist with something like that. So I haven't actually had that opportunity yet. Well, I hope you, I hope you don't have to run into that. I imagine it'd be <laughs> quite awkward. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, and this another question based off that same one. Do you, um, when you're running your own things, do you tend to? Do you try to cater towards a a certain audience, or do you just write what you feel is best for you, or do you, you know? Uh, yeah, I do. St- I stick to what I feel is best for the story itself. There's no, I mean, that's not really a great way to make a lot of money, and if you're trying to make a really good living as an author, but for something that you want to put passion into, then sticking to what you want to write is pretty much the best way to go. I think. I feel that. That's for, I think that's for every career, really. Oh, yeah. Uh, every artistic career, though. I wouldn't say for, you know, you're working at a nine to five. You should probably do what you're being told to do. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I feel that, though. I think even, I'm not an actor. I wanted to be when I was a kid, but I'm definitely not an actor. So for my actor friends out there, correct me if I'm wrong. But I think even they kind of, they take roles that they feel comfortable with. It's not just taking whatever you can get, you know. Yeah. I think that's sort of the same vein as, you know, writing what you want to write and not writing to, to make money, you know? Yeah. If you um if you're passionate about something, you got that drive, I think it'll it'll pay out eventually. It'll it'll work out for you. But just, you know, stick to what you're what what you like, you know. Don't 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 make a, a hobby and a and a passion become just a chore to do, basically. Yeah. There's the I was reading going back to the author Chris Chris Fox. He also put a couple of books out that was supposed to be mentioning something like specifically writing to market, which is searching the market for what books are popular then and then writing the book that's catered to that. And if you want to be in the career as a writer, then finding a happy mix of both is something you want to do. But mm-hmm. if you want to put books of passion out there, they're not going to sell as well as they might if you don't find that exact niche, but it's yeah. still going to make you a pretty good amount of money. I think even we had that discussion at one point about what we wanted to what we wanted to do. Did we want to cater towards the um, yeah, yeah. a certain like um, audience, like young adult? Did we want to? It, it. I think ultimately we decided that we're just going to do whatever we think <laughs> whatever we think yeah. is best at the moment. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I think that's probably the best way to go about it. I think it's a lot. I think it gets stressful when you try to try to when you think of money first. I think it gets a lot more stressful, you know, and you, it mm-hmm. doesn't, it's not as fun to write. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It just depends. I, when I wrote and sold a screenplay um, my first year of college and it was not anything. I was, it, I was contacted to do that. It wasn't anything that I wrote myself and it was a lot. It wasn't fun. <laughs> yeah. um, it was like all my scripts that I write, I have fun with, even if they're like emotionally draining to me because I'm trying to process something. But when it came to writing something that mm-hmm. wasn't for me and something that I knew I was doing for money, it it was very obviously a job. You know, it wasn't me being a writer yeah. anymore. Yeah. So, um, so based off of that, 
yeah, right, right, right. So based off of that, do you think there's a difference between being a writer and being an author? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't want to put like an exacting label on either because it really depends on your personal opinion about it. But a lot of authors out there, they do tend to you know, sell directly to a market that they're trying to find out. A lot of self-help books that maybe they might not be qualified for. I think uh, one of my one of my earliest commissions was for a fasting novel, which it's not it's not something I'm not even proficient in. I mean, in real life, I'm actually quite a bit of a hefty guy. So yeah, taking something like a nonfiction fasting book, I'm like maybe this isn't for me. I don't think I can help you with this. You know, the funny thing is, I actually do fast once a week, so, <laughs> and I'm also not proficient enough in it to, to say anything about it. I just kind of do it randomly, and so sometimes I feel like it's working out for my betterment, and other times I feel like it's not, so. <laughs> did you end up doing it, though? Did you go through with it, or did you, what happened? Oh, no, I, I don't think I felt ready to handle something quite like professional nonfiction books, oh. especially with something I I wasn't. I couldn't even claim I knew anything about it at the time. It did make me look into it, but yeah, you know, they, I had to turn it down. I understand. To, for the betterment of them, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is it, you think you can write a nonfiction book now? Uh, not about, of course, not about fasting, but about just anything, about something in your life? You feel like you can do that now? I think so, yeah. There are a couple of places in my life, or my knowledge base, I feel, that might help a little bit. I think... Like um <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm a I'm pretty much a font of useless history facts. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, I mean, mo- no, mostly I, the, uh, it's very interesting. I like when people tell me random, especially when I'm like at a place, you know, if I'm visiting somewhere and there's somebody there to just tell me random facts that I really don't need to know. But <laughs> yeah. I, nah, not nah, real though. It's it's always it always draws me in for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the earliest ideas I've had was a self-help book I was going to write called uh, I title it and everything How to Go It's Hard as Genghis Khan because... <laughs> <laughs> Nah bro Genghis Khan bro nah facts you're right you should yeah. <laughs> oh. you should have did it bro for real <laughs> I'll, I'll add it to the list <laughs> Um, so when you're um well, back to fiction. When you're writing fiction, what comes first for you—the characters or the plot? What do you What do you like to to focus on first, or is it just dependent on the project? <clears throat> um, I would have to say the plot first, because I can I can always work the characters into a good plot, but I I feel for myself I can't quite do the reverse. I can't fit the characters for a certain plot. Okay. I'm actually curious now. I don't remember what I started with when I was writing Echo. I think I wrote the characters out first, and then the plot came, like, and not not too far after. I think I was doing them at the same time, but I really wanted to get these characters out because they're kind of the heart of the, the novel, you know? Yeah. So I think I start, I think I usually start with characters, and then the, the ideas kind of come a little bit after, but they're at the same time for me most of the time. Yeah, nice. I. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, can, I cannot do the reverse for it. I've, I've got to sit down, like, okay, this chapter, this is going to happen. And then the characters, I feel, write themselves into the story sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. 
you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, I think, I think my first character for Echo was actually Linda, and Linda is the character that I have the least. I don't have her in anything in my in my versions of things, and I think you're trying to find a way to work her in and in your side of things. But I, <laughs> I wrote her first, and I had her like layered in. I had a, a bunch of her character traits like laid out, and now that I'm we're actually in the thick of it, I it's hard to fit her in. Yeah, so I can see how that can backfire sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to spoil the plot uh, quite just yet, but I think in the what, the draft that I sent you, uh, it would there were a lot of parts where it was it seemed like Linda was written out, but she was more type the type of in the background assisting not quite but helping the plot along in more subtle ways until the big reveal at the end right 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 right. i will it's been a minute i haven't read the draft since you sent it because i just got caught up with trying to you know <laughs> get this i I, will, I need to reread it I'm, I'm interested um i know when i first started out taylor taylor the the bad boy of the novel was my yeah, favorite oh, yeah. character. <laughs> <laughs> um, we came up with the idea for for clyde and you know what 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 we're going with with him and that he became my favorite out there oh yeah i was just gonna say clyde uh when i was working on him and was writing him he was absolute a delight to write uh for real i I think you can handle him a lot better than i can um i think i can write the the alphas and the taylors better but the the clyde characters are something that i i struggle with sometimes Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a funny guy, man. I mean, I'm funny, but I'm not. It's 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 difficult. Comedy is is certainly a talent. So I hope you feel feel proud in yourself for being able to write characters like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they they tell me. I'm good at writing the witty characters in bad situations. So I'll take it. Hey, keep going. Love it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so when you're um, do you have like an office or anything? Or you just kind of. Do you? I can't remember. Are you married and stuff? Do you live with people, or do you? I can't remember. It's been a, a minute. Uh, I've got roommates, but my office is just sort of attached to my bedroom. Just a uh, com- little, nice little computer setup. Got Plus you. Can sit down, start writing. Got you. Got you. Got you. Got you. Got you. I know. Um, it's hard for me to. I get distracted a lot, and I need. <laughs> I probably do need to invest in some kind of separate setup because my uh my main writing like pc is my gaming pc too and yeah. after a minute i get this yeah it, does, it, just, it doesn't work out for me a lot <laughs> um but yeah um so do you um do you play music while you're writing do you have a tv show in the background or some kind of white noise or what do you or you just prefer silence <clears throat> uh, it depends on what type a session I feel like it's going to be if it's something that maybe I don't want to say I'm not looking forward to writing but if it's something I kind of feel it's so I have to write this so I can get to a better part I will throw in some background music or things like that but if it's something I'm a chapter I'm really invested in writing it's just dead silent in my room except for the keyboard going one after another Right. Hey, keyboard sounds I, I think I'm too into ASMR but keyboard sounds bro it sounds it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so what are some advices, advices and, and different kind of tips and stuff that you can give to people that do want to get into writing or maybe don't have don't have the confidence yet or they feel, what, what do you say, dude? Do you say just write every day, just get comfortable with writing or 
Yeah, I think a lot of people would say, you know, pump out a thousand words a day at the very least, just so, write out something. But I kind of feel for a lot of people, it's maybe not quite as manageable as that, especially if you're like personally going through some stuff. Um, derailing a little bit, one of my favorite games, it's, it's related, but one of my favorite games is called The Beginner's Guide, which sort of outlines how other people go through the creative process, even though somebody else sees that as kind of difficulty what it's taught me is you know there are good days for writing and there are bad days for writing if you don't personally feel up to writing some days if you don't feel like you can manage that at the very least thousand words those days are going to be a lot especially just starting out but on the good days when you can write everything's just going to go great for you i think that's the best advice i could give to people don't stress about the bad days that you're not going to be writing you know be happy and be focused on the good days that you're writing I, I, that's good advice for me as somebody that's been writing for years now <laughs> yeah. yeah there are days where i feel like i do try to meet some kind of artificial guideline i gave myself and it just doesn't work out so you are 100 correct about that <clears throat> uh, well speaking of games i know that you are a gamer so i see you playing games sometimes you know when i'm scrolling through discord so what <laughs> are some of your favorite games other than the one you just said um probably have to say the uh the Shadow of War series from from Middle Earth is one of my top favorites, especially for the gameplay and how it forces you to interact with a good story. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I just I just uh, posted this on my list earlier. Mass Effect is also one of my absolute favorites, even though I have really big, outstanding opinions on just <laughs> the council and how I how much I hate them. My friends mock me. When I when I bring it up, they'll bring it up to my face. It goes, so how's uh, how's the council doing in Mass Effect? I'm like, I want to kill them so bad, but it's better for galactic stability if I don't. And they will sit there as I talk for like half an hour on how much I hate every decision they've made. <laughs> I haven't played Mass Effect in a long time. <laughs> I need to get back into it for real. Oh um, yeah. Which ones do you suggest that I? to for like a, a reintroduction which, which ones do you suggest i play first or just start from the beginning i mean if you're just looking to play a good game then mass effect 2 is going to be the best one uh mass i'm sorry mass effect 2 is going to be the best one i would have to say getting into the first game might be good for a bit of nostalgia but i mean even the legendary edition i found is kind of a little bit clunky going a little bit slow paced back and forth combat isn't quite as fleshed out as it could be yeah, for sure. That's just a problem with those older games in general, you know. Oh yeah. I went back and played Bioshock the other day, and it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fun though. I still like. It. I still like uh, Bioshock. It's just. It's you know. Eh. It's 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 something. It's good it's story. Fun. Good environmental storytelling. Gameplays. Yeah. Good, I find. Another yeah. one I would recommend is. Uh, it's more. It's, it can be a slog if you if you go through it, maybe ex- expecting a quick one off. But Pathfinder Kingmaker on uh, PC, it's yeah. It's more like a. Uh, it's kind of like a, uh, an adaptation of a tabletop role playing game TTRPG, where it's sort of forcing you into this, the decision making of what a king or a ruler of a small nation would be doing. You have to go through the politics and everything like that. That's always been my favorite for a lot of games. It's the diplomacy of talking to people. I try to work that into what I'm writing and 
how I get through things done. Like, how can I make this good for this character and for the client that I'm working with? Got you. Pathfinder. What, so what kind of game is it? Is it like a strategy game or is it? Yeah, it's turn. It's kind of turn-based, I would say, combat-wise. And then you've got an intermission where you're controlling your fiefdom. Got you. Okay. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard of it before. Well, maybe I've heard of it, but it's not anything that I've like seen. You know. Yeah, it's not quite mainstream. It's the people that are looking forward to it. They kind of know how to look for it got you got you got you i see you play um i downloaded this game the other day because it was free on steam i think but i see, saw you playing um total warhammer is that what it's called oh yeah total warhammer. Like what kind of game is that is that fun <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's i i love hate relationship with it for who you're playing as it's it is it's it's again it's going back to the diplomacy managing your armies and figuring out how everything works that can be fun but it's a it's the sort of game you need to sit down and dedicate at least maybe one or two hours for a good i don't know two actions per day which two actions per day yeah jesus yeah you've got to figure (laughs) out do i I want to set up a trade agreement with this foreign nation are they going to betray me later do i need to move my army here with them it the thinking involved to get intense, yeah. Nah, that's not for me, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, I downloaded it though; it was free the other day on Steam, or no, a few weeks ago, I think. It was free for like a day, and I got it on that day that it was free. I may try uh, it out. Yeah, the Total War series is kind of like it's famous in the like kind of the Civilization series, where it's you're gonna be mm. saying to yourself, "One more turn," and then all of a sudden, it's three a.m. I, I can feel I feel you on that. I I I have um Civ six, but I I'm bad at it and it's confusing. And I'm trying my best to like sit down and take the time to learn, but it's so much to think about, and I don't think my brain can function that that well. So uh, it'll take a minute, but I, I try to get into Civ one day too. Um, yeah. So what's your some of your favorite story based games other than Mass Effect? I know you. I know that's the the big one for you, like the big series. But do you have any other franchises that you enjoy the story of, or is it, or you just like? Do you care more about gameplay, or is it the story elements that you feel the most drawn to? Well, the gameplay is it's. I mean, it's always going to be a big factor. In oh yeah, well yeah, it's a game. Yeah, I would say yeah, I would say uh, Infamous Second Son has been maybe one that's not quite Ooh. as popular, but. Oof. Bro, I I need to get a PlayStation or something just to play that game. I never oh, finished yeah. that game, bro, but it's so it was so fun when I did play it for oh. the time that I did. Yeah, it like I I one day I was sitting down reflecting on it and I realized it had taught me a lot about morality and how people's choices can snowball. Like you yeah. you're going through the evil playthrough, your first evil decision it's not you know, attack this person out of selfish need. It's just, do I want to save myself from a person that it's outright threatening my life? And you keep silent on that. And that starts, starts you on that list. And slowly as you build up, you know, you realize, you know what? Yeah, maybe I can just throw electricity at this group of protesters. <laughs> 
So if you were um if you were in the fantasy universe, what what do you think you would align on what side? You think you would be on the the more heroic side, or you think maybe you more of a a anti hero, or are you just a a full blown like villain? Now, where is your moral compass? I know we all probably we all see each other. We all we're the hero of our own stories, you know, obviously. But oh yeah, like in a general scope of things, what do you think you would align on what side? probably more along the lines of anti-heroes heroes generally have a lot of rules that stop them in situations like Mm -hmm. that i mean there's there's a huge debate on like should batman kill the joker i'm like yeah do it (laughs) he needs to die (laughs) i feel the same way (laughs) i feel the same way for sure (laughs) um yeah i think i'd be more of a i'm not I can't ever see myself being like full on villain. And I also think if I have powers that I will also negate a few few rules as well. So yeah, I think I'd be more of that anti hero, yeah. this in the middle kind of let let the situation um let the situation tell me what to do instead of aligning myself before I, you know, confront a situation, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's got lines that they will absolutely never cross, but you know the situation can be flexible and what you can do right well i guess branching off of that what are some of the um so when you do have a hero that you can root for or a protagonist or whatnot what are some of those characteristics um characteristics that you like about them like what's something that makes you want to root for that character that hero i guess we can get to antagonist after this but for a hero what are some of those things that you think you can root for like what do you like for the most part, and, and obviously I'm going to start off with saying that you know every hero can really show off their traits in a certain way, but for the most part, I enjoy realism in my heroes. People who can look at a situation and go, this is un- untenable, I need to go get backup, or I need to go do something else before I can confront this. I'm not ready to handle this sort of situation, where they tell themselves something that is absolutely common sense for mm-hmm. everyone else. Right. So you don't like the uh, run straight into the, the the heat of the battle without having a plan type of heroes? No. <laughs> not not for the most part. But the ones that can do the most good just by taking a second to think about the situation and yeah. the best way to go for it for them. I like those types of heroes. And what about the ones that are technically classified as antagonists what do you when you root for an antagonist or who's supposed to be an antagonist what are some of those things that is it the same thing as well just being calculating or does it depend on what their goal is like what what's the what's the the force that draws you to the antagonist side of things for the antagonist it's got to be a dark reflection on the protagonist something maybe they've gone through in a similar situation and reacted differently to it they've got to be compelling enough for me to go yeah the protagonist could have absolutely become someone like this if they just let it affect them negatively rather than powering through that as they have makes sense mm-hmm. makes sense mm-hmm. so is there a, a villain in not just you know books but in, in fiction in general did you feel like well maybe that's not a good question how about this <laughs> um a villain that's popular and like the eyes of the general population, is there somebody you think could have been done better? That's like super popular and well loved. Mm, no, not that I can actually think of it. 
I mean, a lot of the current ones, they're they're getting a lot of they're getting a lot right. You know, making their villains interesting without being uh, reductive. Okay, well, coming from somebody that's so into you know fiction and literature and stuff like that, I guess that's a good compliment coming yeah. from you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, same for the heroes too. You feel like all the the current and more noticed protagonists are good at what they do as well. Yeah, for more more than mainstream than anything else, but a lot a lot of the uh, underground ones they're doing it pretty good too. Okay, dope. That is that is definitely something coming from you. So, <laughs> kudos to all you you fiction writers out there. Looks like you're doing a good job. <laughs> um. Well, I guess to to end off, what are and I we haven't really talked about my own project because you know I'm still trying to get together an episode where I can talk about that more freely. But just from what we have now, what what's the character that you feel like you like the most? Is it Clyde? Uh, I th- I feel like Clyde is as he is. He's good in that supporting role. But for the most part, I absolutely enjoy writing, you know, for Clyde. For not Clyde, for Alpha. He's, yeah, getting that character who is out of their depths, but still trying to keep it together for the rest of their team. I do enjoy writing for him. Uh, I think for me, in the the TV version, I think Alpha is also my favorite to write. Um. Him and Taylor, it's, it's really fun doing it in a, in a TV in a TV version because it's a lot more, it's it's way more grounded than our version we're working on with the novel. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> got to keep, bro, that, that budget, man. We got to keep budget yeah. in mind. I don't I can't do all that crazy shit we're doing in the novel. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's really fun writing those two characters and how they interact with each other. I know in the one that, I don't, I think I only sent you my, pilot episode and i think my second episode but the ones is later on in the season i'm doing the eight episode season like episode five is when they really well i think i just spoiled it oh well anyway uh <laughs> episode five is when they really start to have a lot more scenes with each other and it's been an absolute joy to write i love it mm, absolutely looking forward to it oh uh, yeah i will you know um <clears throat> i will i will send you some of the, the ones that you haven't seen yet and we can work more on trying to it's, it's it's a process with this novel because, like I say, you know, I finished it and then I I hated it and then it's it's just a lot. But we'll we'll <laughs> we'll for sure work on trying to get that together. Um, but Vic, I know you're busy and I kind of caught you at a bad time. But I thank you for for coming by and you're absolutely welcome to anytime you want to talk about whatever you just text me and it's all good you feel free to come by anytime you want to man well, it's been thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the real reese if you're enjoying the show please feel free to rate subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you in the next episode